0: Hello and welcome. This is Drive Time Thrive Time for Divorce Moms with me, Erin Breeze. And we are heading to Long Beach from Redondo on what is one of my very last commutes in this direction. I'm really excited that the move back to L.A. begins actually tonight, really. Um, I'll be mapping things out getting new keys for the new place tomorrow, and then thankfully have the week, um, this upcoming week to move with uh, when my girls are at their dad and stepmoms, which really I have found. I I admire those who are skilled movers with children underfoot. I have not mastered that. I find that, um, well, I just... I am not someone who excels at like things, at items. I, I need an operational person in my life. <laughs> I wish I had that because these are this is an area, the logistics and operations and like figuring out, sorting things and packing things and all of that. I really, this is not my strong suit. So um, I need as few distractions as, as humanly possible, which means humans. I need fewer humans around if I'm trying to do that well. So, uh, I just dropped my girls off. They are both now in Redondo Beach schools, which is part of this whole big journey. If you've been tuning in to this podcast, CarCast, then you know all about it. And, um, yeah, now Harper is at her new middle school in Redondo Beach and off to a great start. She started on Tuesday. And, you know, it reminds me of just, wow, so many changes, right? And this divorce journey brings so many changes often and really there is a whole practice a way of guiding our children through change and you know one of the things that I believe we all want to watch out for as, as mamas is our own relationship to change and narration and really being conscious and, and um really clear with ourselves, like what, what's the story that we're telling about it, right? Because our kids are going to feel that and we want to validate them. You know, Harper's had a lot of mixed feelings. She's moved, man, we've moved a lot. I think like nine or 10 times in the last sort of eight years or so, so she's 13, and we had moved first from Colorado, and even before we had moved from Denver out to L.A., we had just done a few moves when we were renovating our home there, and so in her short life, she has had so many moves of homes, and then so many um, moves of schools, and some of them were it just... Not, I mean, they just haven't been preventable. And then with a few different cities in the mix, I mean, it's really been incredibly um, just a lot for anybody, but especially a young person. And so, you know, with this latest one, she had a lot to say and big feelings about it. And part of our job, right, is to create the space, the container for that for her to be able to voice any of that without me taking on my, like allowing that to to affect me in a way that would create a sense of worry or a sense of disappointment or a sense of guilt. And those things, disappointment, worry, and guilt, I so often work with divorced moms around those very feelings because of course it's understandable that we would when we're empathizing with our child or children about the situation and the changes that divorce can bring, we want to, you know, it's human that we would worry for them or feel disappointed on their behalf or even feel guilty that our decision, our actions um, are creating some of that instability. However, this is life. And if we participate in a narrative that makes something like that, sort of says something that, that shouldn't be this way, that it's a bad thing that it's way this way, that it's wrong that it would be better if we didn't have some of these changes um, then we're actually doing a disservice to everyone and so one of the things that I that I teach um, clients, uh, members of the family high program which is the really robust 12-week immersive program that I lead moms through is like how do we, really getting clear how what is this art of transformation how do we how do we guide our children and give them space to feel all the feelings and also move through the feelings so that where they come through is a place that feels strong and resilient and builds capability builds builds you know builds the muscles for that because if we stop in the worry or stop in the disappointment or stop certainly in the guilt, we're not helping. We just, we're not helping, not them and not ourselves. And and they need to feel from us, I believe, we want them to feel from us, yes, the empathy and the validation that these things aren't easy and it takes time to adjust and all the things, and we want to, We want to complete the process with them, right? Which is that they're going to be okay. They're going to thrive. They're going to survive. They're going to grow. They're going to get through. They're going to, you know, and that some parts, some days will be, you know, harder than others. And then that's, but life isn't hard because of that. The experience might have some hard aspects, right? But then we get to teach them. We get to teach them the the process of grieving change that we go through. We get to teach them how to move through and onto the other side and that they never have to be stuck, stuck in any of those feelings. Um, so I've been reminded of that this week and just want to remind you, depending on where you are in your own divorce journey and where your kids are too on the pro- in the process, that just keep going, keep driving, right? Keep going and it's never about like, ignoring the hard parts. It's about moving through those hard parts, really allowing them so that we can get on to what's what's next and and do it in a way that's really feels where we feel, you know, whole, where we feel complete. So it was wonderful that her first few days, you know, within the first couple days, she was making new friends and starting to really be excited. Um, and... You know, I always tell her, like, she—I don't know anybody her age who's <laughs> had to be the new kid as many times as she has, and and she's gotten really good at it. You know, she feels trepidation and anxiety. She'll say, oh, "I don't want to do this on the first day," and um, and we just—I give her space, give her space to express all of that. Totally normal, and then she rallies and you know does her thing. She connects and. Builds the skills to reach out and, and make friends and all, the, all of those things. So, we are all incredibly resilient, and sometimes we just need more tools in our toolkit to be able to do it. Um, so, if any of that is where you are, please know that there is this whole community of happy home mamas ready to cheer you on and support you, and so many skills and tools and strategies available to you to help you navigate whatever these changes are for you and for your family, okay? Um, And I wanted to, the thing I wanted to actually share today as I head south back to Long Beach is I want to talk about recipes. So in addition to talking about this art of change and transformation, I want to talk about some of my very favorite recipes. And I actually, we worked on this on a group call yesterday, and I was laughing because last night, I wanted to, because it was our last meal before my girls went back to their dad and stepmom today, but also the last meal in our little little house that we're in in Long Beach. Because by the time I have the girls back, we will all have them all be set up in the new place. And so I wanted to make a nice meal, and I was laughing because my littlest, who's eight, is so... (laughs) You can count on her to be frank and direct and honest and transparent, and she tells you... How she feels, and um, she was like telling me how well you. There's nothing that you cook that's good because <laughs> you don't know how to cook, and you know, somewhat tongue in cheek because she knows that um, she's just. She knows that she's allowed to be totally honest, and she's right. So why the reason I was laughing is like, yeah, I'm. I'm actually not really a good cook, and she likes to remind me that her stepmom is, and that's awesome. And this reminds me to remind all of us to just not take anything personally in life, right? Like sometimes people get, we can get really attached to some aspect of who we are, what we think we should be able to do, and take it personally if we get feedback that we're not as good at something. And I don't think there's anything like parenting, right? To help us not take things personally because we get a lot of feedback lot of feedback from our kid or kiddos and so I was laughing with her that my yeah I don't have I don't have a lot of recipes I cook one thing (laughs) that's like you could think of as like a meal I make a certain kind of chicken which even reminds me isn't my own recipe because I borrowed it from her friend, one of her friend's dads, (laughs) who inspired this way of cooking chicken. So we call it Mama Chicken, although she calls it, she likes to remind me periodically, it's actually Dean's Chicken. So thank you, Dean, for this way of making kind of like a chicken, I mean, it's just a breaded chicken. It's so yummy, though, with panko breadcrumbs, and we cook it in coconut oil, and it's so yummy. And each of the girls, they have their own sort of dipping sauce that they concoct with different spices and seasonings and things in the kitchen but um, anyway it's not super complicated but it is super tasty and it also is kind of one of the only things right now that you, that I really make I mean I prepare lots of food obviously for my children to eat but it's pretty basic things and the reason I'm sharing all of that first is to remind you don't take anything personally if they tell you that you're not a good cook that's okay they tell you that whatever, whatever it is, just a reminder, to find brevity, to laugh through it, to just just remember that it's all it's just okay and we don't have to be perfect at anything. And isn't that liberating and if your child's whoever other parent is better at something in their eyes let it be and just celebrate it and I tell the girls when I you know drop Ray off in the morning like yay you're going back to your dad's and your stepmom's where you get to eat better (laughs) so isn't that great something to look forward to right so none of these things have to bother us and sometimes in divorce there's a lot of comparison that's happening if you haven't watched my master class or it's been a while one of the things I talk about around stuckness that can happen after divorce is is comparison where we're comparing ourselves to the other parent and it might be something like this like right like where we're taking it personally that our child thinks the other person cooks better or it could be that we're comparing that our other you know our former partner moved on more quickly and has a new partner and that's bothering us or they have resources that we don't have and that's bothering us all kinds of ways that we compare and then we make ourselves feel bad in some way like we're not enough and so that's the other reminder i want to bring you this morning is please don't don't do the comparison thing there is nothing worse for our sense of enoughness than going down the road of comparison so who comparing really to anyone Um, In this case, I'm talking about, you know, our other, our former partner or co-parent or parallel parent or the new partner that they have in their lives. And because a lot of times that is um, an area that comes up for mamas on this path. But it can be anyone. It can be a family member. Maybe there's a family member or a friend or a colleague or a neighbor. And just notice if you are in the space of comparison, like that's, that's a place to be. Really conscious and stepping out of because comparison just somebody smart said it's a thief of joy is that right (laughs) I love that's one of the things about me and my the way my brain works I am NOT a jeopardy champion (laughs) in the making I don't remember details like who said what Um, but there's some great quote that I think something like comparison is a thief of joy and it's totally true It is the thief of joy. And if we can just delight in who we are and what we have to offer and know that it is enough and that our unique brand of sauce, right, our unique way of doing things and of being and thinking and seeing and expressing who we are, like, that is enough. And that's what makes us who we are and makes us wonderful and makes us the exact right parent for our children, too. So... But back to this recipe thing. So, okay, so really quick recap. We're talking about honoring the art of change and transformation and really making sure that we're giving our kiddos full space if they are going through big change to talk about that, but that we ourselves aren't interfering with their process by inputting, sort of putting into what they're going through our own worry or fear or trepidation or guilt or disappointment on their behalf, okay? We don't want to do that. So if that's coming up for you, I can help with that. It's really important, okay? So we were talking about that in the context of Harper starting um, another yet again new school and all of us having yet another move. Then we were talking about Ray and her wonderful feedback of how much I, (laughs) how badly I cook, as a reminder, like, don't take anything personally and don't get stuck in comparison land on anything, okay? And so if you need help with that, also, please know there's a whole wonderful tribe of women in this happy home community that would love to support you and welcome you and remind you that you are enough. And we do not need to be doing the comparison thing. And then, so, but then what I wanted to leave you with, because I'm, I'm getting, um, I'm now into Long Beach on my way home, is... I want to invite you to come up with a few recipes, not cooking recipes because we already established I cannot help you with that, but I can help you with recipes related to how you show up for yourself and how you take care of yourself. And so on the session yesterday, we were talking about recipes in a few different areas, and I want to just invite you, if you don't know what yours are, to spend some time today writing out three to five things like the steps the think of it as the the ingredients right um, in your own recipe so it's the ingredients but also there's the order right like there's an order to recipes um that you have to do things in and so i want you to be conscious of that for yourself and in particular the there's three recipes that we worked on yesterday that i'd love to invite you to give some thought to one is what do you do when you're triggered Right. And what, how do you get yourself back online after a trigger? So, what are those steps? What are the practices that work for you? And we do this regularly in the program, check in on our recipes because they're going to change, right? Like, you might decide that you want to season something differently, right? As you're cooking, you don't like, it's okay to want to vary things or change things or improve things. And so, something that is working one day might stop working um, and not be as effective, not be as tasty for you so I really invite you to be conscious of like okay well what is my recipe when I'm triggered how do I support myself how do I move myself back into alignment what are those steps, do I include mindfulness, meditation, movement, journaling, do I have a, a call a friend, a friend who always is there to support me who's not just somebody I vent to but somebody who really helps me to, to shift back and to focus on what I want to create in my life. Like what, what do I do? What is it breath work? Is it tapping? Like really giving thought because I like to have that recipe of three to five things that, so I don't have to make the decision when I'm triggered. It's really hard sometimes to remember to how to resource ourselves, right? So if we write it out ahead of time, it can be super helpful. Then all we have to do is go through the list, right? To, to, to put the recipe in motion okay so I really like to always have one related to to triggers or to one theme that came up um, yesterday is just is anxiety a lot of us deal with anxiety so whichever one makes more sense to you is it a recipe for handling a trigger if you have a triggering person or event right now in your life or it could be just what do you do when you notice that you're feeling anxious what are those three to five things okay another one that I really love to have is what is your recipe for staying connected to your inner self, your highest self, your, your, your intuition, your inner wisdom? Have a recipe for that. We have got to create more space, all of us. I don't know anybody who has an overflowing abundance of time that they're spending um, on that connection right now because it's we, we all could benefit from more time We're, especially on this divorce path where we've got a lot on our plates between our kiddos and our work lives and all the things right so make sure that you're not giving up the time that you need to stay super centered and connected to your highest self we have to keep that channel open and strong that connection because that's where we get our own guidance right that 's what helps us to prioritize to make decisions to say no to things or people or options to know what we want to do next like if it if we 're feeling disconnected, it makes it we, we, we really can 't benefit from all of this wisdom that we have within us to offer ourselves and I promise you have it within you too sometimes we don 't feel we have it though because the connection like we just aren 't spending enough time being connected to ourselves. So it's like the, it's almost like the, um, the wire is just kind of disconnected and we just need to connect it. Right. And then you realize like, oh yeah, I have this well, this resource, everything within me that I can access to give me, help me to give me support, to give me wisdom, to give me clarity. Right. We have it. Excuse me. So what is that recipe? some of us it's being out in nature some of us it's journaling some of us it's really being conscious about our bedtime rituals so that we can benefit from just all that can happen during sleep so we can wake up feeling refreshed and feeling clear and connected some of us it's other kinds of mindfulness practices so make sure some of us it's like some of my best ideas and that sense of connection comes when i'm dancing or when i'm doing other forms of exercise so It's going to be different for each of us, but make sure that you're really thoughtful and that you're putting time in your calendar. And if you're not sure what that recipe is, all you need to do to start is put time in your calendar to be with yourself, okay? Just be with yourself to start to discover this. Take a walk. Be out in nature. Most of us, that is a way in because nature just inherently has this nourishment, this support for us. So, whatever that, again, it can look whatever it needs to look like for you, but make sure that you are putting that into your calendar to have time with yourself for contemplation, for restoration, for rejuvenation, for just connection to self. Okay. And then the third one, I love having a recipe for energy, for, for really what refuels me, like what's working best for you. All right. And maybe, you know, I myself had to, like My recipe has had to change a lot because of COVID and just I had moved. And so I didn't have access to the same people and places um, for a variety of reasons, COVID related, move related. And maybe that's true for you, too. So we especially need to come up with a new recipe when we have these kinds of changes that we have to just adapt. We don't want to give up like that aspect of our lives. It's too important to the quality of well-being. So have a fresh look. Like what what are those three to five things that that you can count on in your life that will bring you energy and vitality and creativity, okay? What are they right now? And it could be a mixture. Maybe it's art. Maybe it's movement. Maybe it's dance. Maybe it's um, crafting of some kind, creating of some kind. What is it? And write it down, too, so that you have that. And then when you notice, like, you have some extra time, wouldn't, isn't that wonderful when we happen to end up having some extra time? Um, and, and I'm kind of joking a little bit because I know a lot of us feel like that never happens. But I promise it happens more often than we think. We just sometimes don't use it when we get it. You know, maybe we're waiting on someone to go somewhere or waiting to pick up the kiddos or some... Like we end up with these random chunks of time waiting in line to check out that we could be doing certain things. And if we have thought ahead what we want to be doing, we actually most of us have, you know, these handy devices (laughs) that have podcasts or voice memos or notes or like audible books. Like we have so much at our fingertips that we can use creatively in those spaces of time if we have thought ahead and set that intention and we know what's on our recipe for any of these areas. So we talked about triggers or anxiety. We talked about um, connection to self and we talked about now um, energy, creativity, what brings us vitality. When If you've already kind of thought ahead, then it's so much easier when you notice like, Oh, I have 10 or 15 minutes. Ooh, I'm going to drop into this and give myself a dose of this, right? Do this part of my recipe. So I am, here in Long Beach I have got to go because guess what I have ahead of me <laughs> I have a lot of packing and measuring and preparing for this big move um, so I won't be with you I'll probably my hope next week because I won't have my commute next week is to do some spontaneous little we'll see we'll, we'll see when little drives I will be doing lots of drives back and forth um, between Long Beach and LA so inevitably I will be coming to you it just won't be at my normal morning commute Um, but I can't wait to share some of what comes up and comes through with the move next week so until then sending you so much love and sunshine please reach out if there's a topic you'd like me to talk about I love hearing from you. You can email me, you can DM me, you can join our community on Mighty Network. All of the ways to connect are in the show notes. So thank you so much for tuning in. And if you're enjoying this, please rate it, review it, and share it with another mama on this road of life after divorce. I'll talk to you very soon. Bye.